Hello and welcome to Reality TV Oasis. My name is Moni and we are going to talk about Married at First Sight, Season 15, San Diego, Episode 14. Now I do want to just take a second <laughs> and say I know I am late to the podcasting party, right? I have been watching, okay? <laughs> but I just decided at the last minute, you know what, why not do a podcast? So without further ado, and without wasting you all's time, let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? Okay, so let's go ahead and start with the highlights. The highlights on this episode, Miguel, what was going on with him? He had a nervous breakdown, and you know what? Any and everything that uh, Lindy did just totally annoyed him, but we'll talk about it. Um, then we also have Alexis. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with her. It's almost like she wanted credit, for taking one for the team. You know what I mean? Cause it's just like, she wanted everybody to know they finally did the do. So yeah, I, I wasn't really feeling that. And then at the same time, she's putting, you know, her husband down. So didn't care for that too much. Um, Justin eventually does kind of stand up for himself, but we'll, we'll get to that. Kristen and Mitch, much better place. That hour drive, and I'm sure they had a talk also after last week, but that hour drive really did make a difference and really helped them so they were able to actually enjoy the retreat and the getaway a lot better than some of the other couples well really probably i think miguel and lindy were the only ones who really didn't have a good time this weekend but anyway sasha and nate everything is so good with them they are the miguel and lindy of this week right because miguel and lindy way everybody saw it, that they were just happy and madly in love and had no issues when that wasn't actually really the truth but they're doing so good this week that you know we're stuck with vibrating panties, but you know what? I'm down for it. So let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to go ahead and start off with Lindy and Miguel, right? I mean, it would only make sense, right? <laughs> so it opens up um, with they're in the kitchen and, and every couple opened up still in their apartment uh, and as they're packing uh, to get ready for the trip. So Lindy and Miguel, they're packing and they're in a the kitchen and he tells her that he has a gift for her and it is a prom dress or dress number one that he bought her and then he said that um, they were going to have a theme or the theme would be a prom, her prom night since she wasn't able to attend her prom um, when she was growing up because of her strict religious background. So anyway, so she loved the dress. It's some people were saying that she looks like a gold or rose uh, disco ball. <laughs> but I thought the dress was cute. I know some people were saying that it wasn't really fitting for her because it had a V cut somewhat in the back. Um, and so maybe he should have bought a dress that accentuated some other features. And I can definitely understand that for sure, right? So, but I do give him kudos for if he did buy the dress in that production or if he did pick the dress out, kudos for doing that. Of course, he's a, he's a guy, right? He's not gonna really know, you know, to buy a dress that accentuates maybe some of her other features. But, you know, at the same time, um, he did a good job. It was a cute dress and it's something that she loved and she liked and she was really happy. So it worked out for her. Uh, so, so they're packing and I don't know if I picked up that Miguel was a little tired cause he is kind of low key chill kind of guy, right? He's, you know, he's not really flashy. He's not loud. He's just kind of an easy mid tone kind of guy, right? So he doesn't always seem flustered. 
But let me tell you, we got a whole different Miguel um, this week, and I was just totally surprised. But, you know, I'll talk about it when we get there. So Lindy is asking Miguel to take photos of her. Now, this is them arriving at the house. So they already arrived at the house. And we can see them arguing. And a lot, I, I miss, I cut out a lot of scenes because I'm, I'm doing this by couple. So I, I don't go frame by frame as it was shown on television. I just take my notes based on the couple. So you, it may seem like I'm missing some pieces here and there. But I, we've arrived at the retreat at the house, which by the way is beautiful. Just the house sitting on top of the hill surrounded by all that beautiful land and the weather was just perfect it was really nice it was a beautiful home definitely up Stasia's and uh, Christian's <laughs> level right as far as nice things and definitely up my level too I do like things like that but either way so they're um in I'm assuming their room in the house and you know and apparently Miguel is just resting apparently he's tired apparently he's had a long week right with work and maybe some other personal things and family things I'm assuming at this point but he was tired and he just wanted to rest and here it is he has to put on a show per se for the next three days because they're on this weekend retreat and so he's already exhausted so any little thing probably is going to really work his nerve but Lindy is asking him to take pictures and so he really doesn't really want to take pictures of her but in a sense he you know, I guess she's coming across a little bit whiny. Oh, don't take it like that and take it like this and be serious. And, you know, I don't believe that if they were back at home, that anything that she said like that would have bothered him. But it really bothered him uh, on this trip. So and so he started to say, well, OK, I don't really don't like the way you're talking to me. Right. The whole tone thing. And I think that kind of came towards later on. But yeah. So anyway, so but he was telling her he didn't like it. He, he did eventually get up and take the pictures. And that was his argument to her is, OK, well, I finally eventually got up. But I really just didn't like the way that you were going on and on about it anyway. So she apologizes, and, you know, at the same time, he was saying that, you know, I'm not here to be your um, personal photographer, okay? But she apologizes and says that was not her intentions, that she just really wanted to take some really nice pictures, and she kind of really wanted him to be involved. But I digress. Uh, he also is arguing that she needs to be better at reading the room and sensing, you know, I guess his mood or energy if, or when he may feel up to something. Okay, I get the thing about reading the room. And I guess if she is your spouse and you guys are married, she should know when to ask you for these things, right, guys? But at the same time, he has to understand that if, I, if I'm not wrong, they've only been married, like, what, six weeks, maybe seven? What You know what it is, mm, day eight or nine, eight to nine days down to um, decision day. So, yeah, so they've, you know, they've spent at least six to seven weeks already together married. But still, you don't know someone in six to seven weeks. Nonetheless, you married a total stranger. So he needs to be a little bit more patient with her as well. The reading the room comment was, was truly unnecessary. Also, so... So we go outside, and so now everyone's come out. They've gotten dressed, and so they're dancing, right? So Lindy and Miguel are dancing. The sun has gone down because it's a little darker now outside. And 
somehow they start arguing again. Um, I don't know who brought up, I guess it was, I'm sure it was Papa Miguel who brought up the whole thing again that he was totally annoyed. He said that he felt gaslit. Uh, and he also said that um, he felt that he asked her if she was annoyed when he was saying, when she was saying, come on, come on, and you know, all those things back upstairs in their room. And she said that she was not annoyed. Uh, and, she, and she said that she was just joking. And I think what really annoyed, what bothered Miguel is he believes that she was annoyed, although she's telling him that she wasn't. So he feels that she was lying to him. That was his issue and his gripe. So A, he felt gaslit, and then he felt, second of all, that she was lying. Also, he also felt that she was yelling, but then again, he said, okay, well, maybe not yelling, but your tone was definitely up. So it's like he's piling things up. So now it's gaslit. Now you've lied to me. You told me you were not annoyed when you were, quote unquote, and now and also your tone went up. So there was really a lot going on here with uh, Lindy and Miguel. They try to dance the night away and shoot things off as if things were okay because they know that they're in a middle, well, they're outside, right? But there are other couples around them and it's supposed to be a getaway. It's supposed to be fun times. It's supposed to be, you know, her prom night. <laughs> and here it is, you know, the king and queen um, are fighting and arguing or some people put it, mom and dad are fighting and arguing. So they're, the more they're trying to hide it or he's trying to kind of like sweep it under the rug, the, the more I think is building up, right? to when he lashes out so although he's been lashing out all weekend uh also i felt that he kept chipping at her a little bit right just saying just little things like just nipping at her nipping at her nipping at her in a sense meaning that i believe that he knows what her triggers are right so he was saying things to trigger her to get her upset or riled up because hmm, i just had a thought is it possible that he was trying to egg her on because he was trying to see this 10, right? Because for all of us, when she has her flare-up moments and we're thinking, whoa, she's at a 10, <laughs> and Lindy keeps telling, telling us, uh, well, not us, but you know what I mean, um, telling Miguel, that's not a 10. <laughs> that's like a four, <laughs> And so maybe Miguel is like, okay, look, we are one to two weeks away from decision day. I need to see your 10. <laughs> so I'm thinking, could it be? Tell me if I'm wrong or right, but maybe he wanted to see what her 10 looked like. It's a far stretch, but you know what? I mean, it, this did just come out of nowhere. So I believe that's probably what was going on. <laughs> so anyway, but um, at some point this episode, <laughs> Nate and Stasia, they bring the swing over to um, their room, right? And so, and that's because Miguel and Lindy were in a bed talking about this whole thing. So they bring the swing. I thought it was kind of a, a nice moment. First of all, I'm thinking, how did they get in the apartment? Was the door unlocked? The producers got have the key, <laughs> right? But anyway, they come on in, they let themselves in, they bring over their uh, swing. We hear that you guys are having some um, problems, so we just thought we'd, you know, we'll spare our swing and you guys can use it. I know I, I heard people saying, you know, did they really give them their swing? I'm sure 
they probably just bought another swing. <laughs> I, I don't think they would have given them their swing. And also remember, Nate and Stasia did go to the store, um, to the sex toy store earlier. Maybe they picked up an extra swing. Maybe, the you know, the producers had them pick one up. I don't know. Um, and also, they just, for TV, saying that they're lending them their swing, but I don't think with the intentions of them using it, right? So we'll see. But anyway, all right, so what else do we have going on here? Um, so this is, each couple eventually has, well, you know, has the time to spend with their spouses and have a little getaway, right? So Miguel and Lindy, um, they're gonna go to this beautiful place. Uh, it looks like a farm, but I really don't know what it, what it was, but it was beautiful, whatever it is, nonetheless. And they go on a carriage ride, right? And she's excited. I'm assuming she's never been on a carriage ride. I believe she said that, I just can't remember. But they go on a carriage ride, uh, and it looks like fun times, right? But, or fun times to be had, but was it had? <laughs> so, they start out, and apparently, I never caught on to this. Uh, did anybody else catch on to this in the last, since episode one? I did not realize that Lindy was easily distracted. I totally missed that. Um, I'm pretty observant and good with detail, and I think I would have caught that, but I was just totally surprised this week how much um, distracted, how, how easily, excuse me, distracted she is. So nonetheless, uh, Miguel starts to read one of his poetry, uh, to her, and she gets distracted with, oh, look at the bunny, <laughs> oh, look at the horsey, right, and what else, um, I think there was one other thing I can't think of right now, but um, this whole time, you can just see Miguel fuming or boiling, right, he was really getting upset, it, it was like little droplets of anger was building up, but Again, all of this culminated into, you know, their argument at the end of the night. But anyway, so yeah, so she was easily distracted. Then they eventually, they go and sit down, and they're talking about something, and then she's pointing out again about whoever, someone or somewhere is taking pictures or something. And so he gets upset again, and that's when he tells her that she doesn't pay attention, she's easily distracted, and he really just doesn't like that. And Lindy had made a comment, and she started crying and everything. And she said she's really trying her best, and she doesn't know what she can do to make him happy. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? <laughs> like, he's just so done. But he, she says she's tried everything, and she doesn't know what else there is for her to do. Um, and she brings up, well, that was probably a little bit after, but she was, you know, in the conversation, she mentions how, you know, he says how, you know, something about this being a blow up. And she's like, oh, this isn't a blow up. And he's like, yeah, the conversation, it's pretty intense, right? And she's like, no, this is nothing. Like, uh, you haven't seen me upset. Okay, let's pause there. Uh, Lindy, please, <laughs> for the sake of saving your marriage, please stop telling Miguel that he hasn't seen you upset, that this is not a blow up, that you haven't seen anything. Can you handle me if I really get upset? I don't think that's very encouraging because I don't think anybody wants a plan to see 
maybe the the worst in someone, I guess. I, I don't know if it's helping you to keep saying that because the only thing that's going to do is chase him away. Uh, so I don't know why she keeps saying that. She even said it on her one-on-one. I, I don't understand why she does that. The other thing, there was something that she said. Um, she said something about how, you know, it's not her fault. She's always been this way and how she's just easily distracted and that she can't listen and also take in everything that's going on around her. And Miguel has said, well, is it so wrong for him that that he just wants to be heard? Okay, and just to pause there for a second, he's right. There is absolutely nothing wrong with your partner wanting to be heard by their spouse. Nothing at all. And like I write poetry, right? And I'm also creative. Like I write, I, I draw, I, I knit, I sew, I, I do a lot of things, right? And, and I cook. So when you're a cook, you love, you would want to cook and share your creation with someone, right? When you draw, you want to share that with someone and say, hey, look what I did. If you crochet, you want, or sew, right? You love the fact that you created something out of nothing and you want to share. Same thing with writing and poetry or literature. When you write, you want to share that with someone and say, look what I did. And in those moments, if you're writing and you're reading, you want the other person to hear and you want feedback. If you're a cook, you know, same thing there. You want the other person to give you feedback on, wow, that was delicious, you know, or, wow, thank you. You know, you want those. And so, yes, Miguel is not wrong for wanting to be heard by his wife. So she needs to work on, she keeps saying that she's trying and she's trying. Um, I don't know trying on whose level because I feel like it's easy for her to just say, I'm trying, but I'm trying, I'm trying but I don't see where she's making the effort, right? So yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't wanna, cause I can go on and on and on about that. I don't wanna do that, but anyway, we'll just, so anyway, so that was that. So they really do have a lot of things that they need to work on. Um, now, right before the group gets together for dinner towards the end of the evening, um, you know, it's the sun is setting, they decide to take pictures. Uh, well, excuse me, Lindy wants pictures taken and I believe she was agitating him. Okay, so pause. So he, she's, so he's sitting there just chilling, relaxing on the couch. She's not too far from him. She's standing on the edge of the ledge. She's just, you know, taking in the beauty of her surrounding. And so she starts by saying, oh, can you, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and then she calls out the producer and says, would he mind taking the pictures? Now, Lindy, you know you're wrong for that girl you know what you were doing in that moment, okay? And he called you out for it. And you shouldn't have done that. You already know that you're having a tenacious, a very tenacious weekend with your husband. And you know he's a little moody, something's going on, and he's been off the whole weekend. And just to kind of like nab him and jab him on a side like that, that wasn't cool. She should have just kind of just not even had went there. Nonetheless, I digress. Um, we'll just kind of leave it there because there isn't really much else going on again, other than of course the title, right? Of this episode where they're going back and forth. It appears they may have worked things out. 
She asked him for a hug, and he says no. So, again, Miguel was wrong. <laughs> Give your wife a hug. Or tell her why the answer is no. Because in that moment, Miguel just said no. It wasn't until later that he said that he said no because he just didn't feel close to her in that moment. And so he that's why. But he didn't say that to her to, help, to cause her to understand. He just said no. Now, he knows also when he's doing that, he knows that that is eating up at Lindy because he feels that Lindy is terrified about the next two weeks in decision day, and she doesn't know if he is going to stay or not stay. And he knows that she wants this more than him probably, and that she wants him to say yes on decision day. So And so because that's the one little, well, not one little thing, but that's the major, right, control thing that he kind of has over her is his yes or no. And so he was playing with that. So it's, it's almost like emotionally he was messing with her, not physically, but he was meshing with her emotionally by throwing little jabs at her, being mean like he's been all weekend. He was totally off. This whole weekend, he was just bugging and tripping off of things that he normally wouldn't, right? So, and everything she did was just eating at him, unjustifiably so. So, Miguel was totally out of pocket this whole weekend, period. Um, Lindy, with the picture thing that I was just talking about, knew that he, she shouldn't have said anything to him. She was just trying to jab at him a little bit there. And so he kind of got back at her on the comeback when he said no to her hug because he knew that would be his way of getting back at her. So they were literally just getting at each other all weekend. Um, but I want to say 10% Lindy, but Miguel takes the cake this whole weekend. He just needs to go lay down, take some time to himself. First of all, get back home, take some time lay down, realize his attitude was off, and he does owe his wife an apology. But anyway, that's all that we have on Lindy and Miguel. We're going to go ahead and jump over to uh, Justin and Alexis. Now, also, I don't want to forget Lindy, um, you know, when they were doing their superlatives um, for prom night, she won um, Drama Queen. And I don't, and well, of course, they both won prom king and queen, but I just can't remember if Miguel uh, won any specific awards or not. But anyway, okay. So let's go ahead and talk about Justin and Alexis. So we didn't have really too much going on here other than, as I stated in my highlight, um, Alexis wanted to take credit, um, I guess, for taking one for the team, I guess, I suppose. Um, I, I just wasn't really feeling her uh, this episode. I guess I really haven't been feeling Alexis since the whole dog incident, and dog incident. When they were in Mexico, I think was the only time this whole season where she's um, seemed or appeared to be more um, open and receptive to liking Justin and being close to him and feeling close to him or wanting at least to get to know him. Let me put it that way. And then when, and when, remember that time when she was saying, oh, if this is all, this is what marriage is about. I mean, I can do this. I don't know what the, what people's issue are saying marriage is hard is not. Okay. Then they got home to San Diego and the whole incident with the dog happened, which we all get, right? I totally understand that part, but it's like at that point she lost all interest um, in Justin and 
really I feel like she's an Alyssa from last season, um, season 14, where she's just trying to get to the end. Is she going to say yes at decision day? Um, I don't know. If she does, it's just because then she's going to break up with him after decision day. But if she's going to be true to herself, she won't say no because she truly has no interest in um, Justin. But anyway, so Justin and Alexis, I already talked about earlier, all the couples were preparing to leave. So we're going to go ahead and open up with them um, already at the house. And she is in that beautiful red dress. She's beautiful. And I love her headscarf. Uh, and she asked him to unbuckle or no to, I don't know if it's to, uh, yeah, to buckle her shoes. That's right. Cause they were, they were getting dressed. So she had on the buckle shoes and I guess he was struggling a little bit with the buckles. And then she decided to bring up the fact that she noticed that he was struggling as well with taking off her bra last night or whenever it was. And he first kind of looked at her like, okay, really? We, we going to do that? You going to put me out there like that? You know, all within a matter of seconds, I can see the look in his eye, but then he just went on. It's like, well, you know, it's not that I was struggling. I just have to be able to see it. Um, but he realizes what she's about. And it seems as if also, Justin, just trying to get to the end. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Justin on decision day pulls the trigger and says no, right? Whether she says yes or no, he might just say no. Um, because I believe that he realized and he caught on quick within the last few weeks, I think last two to three weeks, that, okay, you know what? Mm. And it was actually when Dr. Pepper came to the house. I remember when Dr. Pepper asked, so are you ready to be married? Uh, nonetheless, are you ready to be married to Justin? And when she said no, or I guess not, that's when the light kind of came on for him. That's when he was done. But he knows he's only got two more weeks to go. But either way. So, yeah, so I didn't really like that. Now, their getaway, there isn't really much here on Justin and Alexis, so I'm just going over some quick things here. But so their personal uh, getaway was to a vineyard, right? It was a wine vineyard. And the funny thing about that, too, by the way, when they got their bottle of wine, I thought it was interesting uh, when she said, you know what, baby, we should open this after our one year anniversary. Now, you know, Alexis, stop it. And then what did Justin say? Did you guys clutch on to that? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good idea, babe. <laughs> Couple of things there, pause. So, Alexis didn't want to share the wine. <laughs> Y'all call me out if I'm wrong. But Alexis did not want to open up the wine, number one, with Justin. Um, maybe she wanted to take it home, right, to enjoy later with her friends or on her own, but not with Justin. Right, so she used the excuse of we'll just open it on our one-year anniversary, knowing good and well that there will not be a one-year anniversary. It won't even be a six-month, okay, nonetheless. And then Justin, realizing what's going on, is just agreeing with her. Like, yep, it's okay, it's cool. Because he's like, okay, if I want wine, I can buy wine. You know, I'm not really tripping off of this bottle of wine from the vineyard, but whatever. It's just ridiculous. So they're just both kind of really committed, not to each other, but just to kind of make it through the next two weeks. That's what it comes down to. Okay. Um, now, just to kind of go back to the conversation about the talk. So she's having this conversation with Justin about how it felt and, you know, she was so good and she, 
well, she was just she was just asking him how does it feel now that they've gone there, right? Uh, and also that I thought it was interesting that she said it's funny that everybody else is noticing either that he looked so he looked much happier or there was a glow about him or something. And she was saying, you know, would you agree? And he's like, no, I don't think there's an extra, these are my words, pep in my step. I don't think I'm any different than I normally am, you know. Um, he's kind of an easygoing, kind of low-key, chill kind of guy. And he's like, I don't think I'm acting any different. So I don't know why anybody would say that if anyone did. But again, Justin, don't worry, nobody said that, okay? That was just Alexis. A, wanting everybody to know, okay, A, I finally threw in a towel. We must have been, because they were obviously the last couple to not consummate their marriage. So, and she realized everybody was onto her, that she just was not giving him any because at the end of the day, she's not into him. Number one, she's not attracted to him. Number two, she's not going to stay married to him. Number three, and number four, her decision is going to be no on decision day. So she was trying to hold out and see if she can make it to decision day without even having to give herself. I'm not saying that she did or didn't have to. I'm just saying, you know, as far as the show is concerned, when they kept asking, have you consummated, have you consummated, have you consummated? She, and, and, and of course, she knows that viewers are watching at home thinking she's holding it back from her husband, per se. And that she, you know, and that he must be frustrated, like, because they, they're not building that bond or that connection. And so... I think also when she said this comment, she said, what did she say? She said that she, he is more relaxed now. She, well, no, that goes back to the issue about she saying that he was more relaxed now, now that he's finally gotten some. But that wasn't what, I, what was interesting to me. There was another part that she said. Anyway, I can't remember. I can't find it. Okay, I can't find what I was looking for. But, yeah, so Alexis is going on. And, gosh, I really wish I could remember what it was. It was something that she said, and it was just so crazy to me. But it, it'll come back to me later. Um, so, finally, so there had this conversation. I can't remember how they got started, but... She was apparently surprised when Justin said that he needed more time. Um, and we're talking as far as, you know, in the whole eight weeks process. And, and I guess where Justin at the beginning back in, Mexico, you know, wherever they went on their honeymoon, when he was all giddy and, you know, and, and, and just all in love and just so happy and, on, and all those things, um, when he was all into her, and she could do no wrong, uh, he was just kind of all in, right? Um, he was like, no, I know, I know, I know that I love you. And she's like, how can you know you love me? And she's, he's just like, I just know I know, you know. Whereas, and then every little thing back then, he would cry over, right? He showed a lot of emotion, and which to her was weakness. Well, now that things are kind of the way it is with them, he doesn't cry as much anymore. I noticed that last week. Uh, he doesn't cry as much as he used to. Well, I haven't seen him cry really in a while, to be honest. But he doesn't cry anymore. And he also doesn't appear to be so giddy um, about her anymore, right? He's a little bit more, eh, let's say fair, like, uh, 
and, and she's picked up on that as well. And so she's kind of like, okay. So I think with him, he's basically saying, I'm not all like, okay, my mind is made up. I know what I want. I want you. It's kind of like, no, you know what? You've been, sh you've been showing me some sides of you that I really has left me with a lot of questions and that's kind of where I am and I know that there's still a lot to discover about us about you there's still a lot more that I have to learn and there's still a lot more of me you know <laughs> to give in this relationship that it's going to take time and I'm just not there yet and that's basically what he was saying and she, her thing was okay well I just need my person to know that they're there no not really because you're not there with him you're done you're checked out so but yeah again this is just Justin knowing that he's done he's not interested and it's a wrap um now a little shade here let's pause for let, let's step back for a little bit now they're at the dinner party right and you know how Alexis is always trying to get into one of the other couple's uh, relationships just like she did Bing and Morgan right so and she tried to do that there was something that she said to Mitch last week and I can't remember what it was anymore um, I think it was about the attraction part but she did it again here and so she asked Mitch she says so are you still attracted to your wife and he said you know what actually I am and this was when he leaned in to give her a kiss and then Alexis saw the kiss that they shared in their interaction that he decided, excuse me, that she decided to ask him, oh, so now you are attracted to your wife or you find your wife attractive or something like that. And he says, yeah, well, you know, I've always find her attractive, you know. And so she um, thought that she would be able to build a wedge within them. But apparently, um, like I said, they worked their issues out on that hour trip and they're in a good place. And because they did, I mention it now, crown her biggest gossip, <laughs> right? <laughs> that um, I guess they just kind of know that she's not really happy in her own relationship with Justin. So if she's not happy and she clearly kind of got another couple divorced, right? To the point where they've left, that they kind of know how she operates. So it's kind of like, we're gonna kind of keep her at a distance. So Mitch was just like, I'm not even going to give her anything. I'm not going to even engage with her. She can have that comment. That's kind of how I felt. So anyway, so that was that. But again, um, Alexis wins Biggest Gossip. And also, if I'm not wrong, she also won Life, Life of the Party. And Justin, of course, um, he won Most Emotional. And again, I'm glad again that he didn't cry. Uh, but anyway... So that's all that we have on Justin and Alexis. And I still can't believe that I can't remember the thing that really got me. Anyway, if it comes back to me, I'll bring it up. But we're going to go ahead and go into our next couple. And our next couple is going to be, uh, I believe that's going to be um, Mitch and Christian. So we're going to go into Mitch and Christian next. All right. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and get into Kristen and Mitch, and then we're gonna close out with Stasia and Nate. And I'm just gonna close out with them because you know they really didn't have much going on this episode, and neither did Kristen and Mitch, but still it was lightheartedness and fun. So Kristen and Mitch, uh, in their um, hour drive, I know I had mentioned that 
um, earlier, but in their hour drive, um, they had a chance to talk about what happened last week with Mitch's conversation with Christian's sister, right? About asking her <clears throat> how he can approach Christian um, and hoping that she would go, that he would found her, excuse me, more attractive when she was more in her natural state versus with makeup on. So that whole blow up that happened um, also with Dr. Pepper and everything at the dinner or the gathering um, last week. So um, things ended up really badly. Something else I want to say real quick, pause to, with Christian is that I do like that Christian tends to stand up for herself, right? Um, she's not going to let you walk over her. And I think I'm thinking about, is it? I forgot. Is it? Is it Mike? Um, I think it's Mike from season fourteen, right? How he let Lindsay walk over him all the time, and he didn't really stand up for himself a lot. Um, I do like how um, Christian stands up for herself, and she did admit to Mitch that she was she was kind of happy that the explosion happened, right? That the, you know, that it kind of went there. Uh, I think she mentioned that when they had that little outside game that they had where they're throwing shooting darts. Um, she said that she's kind of glad it happened, but she was not happy with her response. Um, I also do agree with Mitch because Mitch also did admit that he was wrong. Um, he did have the conversation with her sister and maybe he was wrong for having a conversation with the, with her sister versus with her um, and he was asking for her apology his issue was that he felt that it was not the place to do that right that okay why didn't they pull him and maybe christian aside i'm talking about the experts and talk to him to them about it or talk to him about it versus doing it in the setting in which you know they did it last week so he was basically just saying, look, I was wrong. Yes, I had that conversation with your sister. Was it out of place? Yes. Should I had spoken to you as my spouse, my wife about it? Yes. But I feel, right, because he also does have a stake in this, right, relationship. I didn't like the way you guys, well, not, not her, but the way that it was handled, right? I didn't like that they wanted to put words in my mouth. I didn't like that it was, um, that it, the way it was handled and that I wasn't pulled aside or whatever, that it was done in front of everybody. I didn't like that. And he has the right to not have liked that. I don't think I would have either. Um, now I understand it just kind of happened the way it happened because I think Alexis said something and then, you know, then Christian went off and then the experts came and, okay, and then you there you have it. <laughs> but, um, I think that would have been a good moment for someone to say, hey, you know what, can we pull you aside, you and Christian aside, and can we talk about this in private? I think that's all Mitch is saying. Um, and Christian, yeah, she had the right to be upset, right? Um, what she's saying is, I should have handled it a little bit better. Maybe I shouldn't have gone off on you. I'm glad it came out, but maybe we should have went off to the side and talked about it then. So they both admit that they were wrong and they both asked for apology from the other so and they both granted the other um the apology so they're in a good place okay now 
Um, and they look like they are really happy too. But anyway, I, I was going to get into my predictions, but I, I won't do that. Okay, so everyone arrives. I already talked about this. Everybody's at the house. They're having a good time. You know, they're getting dressed, getting ready for the party. I think I've already talked about this scene with one of the other couples. There wasn't, again, really much going on with Kristen and Mitch. I briefly mentioned that, you know, they had someone, a specialist or somebody, relationship expert or somebody who came out to the house and help them kind of release their issues and tensions and basically they would write down whatever it was that they you know had to deal with um i guess in the last six weeks and you know shoot a an arrow at it meaning that it was done um and neither one of them were allowed to bring it back up so basically finding closure and in some of those real major issues that they had and so um and yeah, and, and they said once they shot at it and talked about it, that it was done with and that it should not be broken up, uh, brought up again. So we'll see, you know, what how that works out for them. But yeah, that was kind of it. Um, the only thing that I can really close out here with Christian and Mitch uh, is that a couple of things. Well, let me do this first before I do that. So we get to the end and I loved this part, right? I almost... <laughs> I think I watched it like two, three times. It was just so funny. But uh, she, when she imitated, because he was like, okay, has anybody seen Christian? Where's my wife? <laughs> right? And she comes out with, you know, a pantyhose on her head, which is supposed to be his bald head. Um, and then, you know, her beanie hat, because he's always wearing a hat. <laughs> and, um, and, of course, the shirt that the ladies had bought or the show had bought for all the guys to wear and he threw a tantrum about wearing that blue that blue shirt with the white stripes and she comes out and the first thing she she asked wait a minute, are these plastic forks on the table you know which of course with mitch being an environmentalist um having issues with you know anything that's plastic uh and then um everybody was laughing at her he was even laughing he took it like a champ um and i was just really happy for them because they looked like they were having a good time i was a little nervous because alexis did say i'm sorry mitch i did tell her i don't think that she should go through with this but um mitch was like no it's cool and she even asked mitch a couple of times because um, when she was about to go in about the shirt you know, do you know where the shirt is, is from? And everybody's like, no, no, it's, it's okay, Mitch. It's just, it's just a shirt. And he was, she was like, uh, just let me know, babe. My, if I'm going too far, I'll stop. And he's like, no, you're good. So, uh, yeah, I think that was good for them because she was able to make fun of him. Um, the size that, you know, the side of him that the other couples and the viewers were really scratching their head like, really, Mitch? you're complaining about this or you're complaining about that or are you having an issue with this or that? So, and be able to make fun of it in a very lighthearted way, right? And she kept asking her husband, hey, check me, let me know um, if I'm going too far because I, I want us to have fun, I want this to be lighthearted, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. And he was like, no, babe, you're good, you're good. It's, it's okay, carry on. So I think if anything too, if I was to guess, they probably had a really good night that night, right? Because there were a lot of walls I felt broken down in their relationship as far as, you know, that probably allowed them to get closer to one another, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because there's just so many walls broken down that it probably allowed them to really 
cuddle and hold each other tight and just probably say some other emotional things and be a little bit more open. So I think they really did have a really good night after all of that, after all the couples went to bed and had their wine and just kind of chilled. And he's probably like, babe, you know what? That was just so funny. And she was probably like, you know what? Thank you for just letting me be silly and, and not taking it too serious. So we'll see what happens there. Um, as far as what I was going to say earlier, so I really do think that we all know that Christian wants to be married, right? She, she was engaged once, it didn't work out, here she is. I re and, and also, she has always found, I believe, um, Mitch attractive, just talking about in the attractive department. I'm not talking about some of his other issues that she um, has with him. Mitch, we know, um, hasn't always, well, did initially find Christian attractive, right? Not because she's unattractive, but he really has an issue with the whole makeup thing. And she's not this natural kind of girl. She does like to wear makeup. And like her sister said, you know, as women, we wear makeup for ourselves to make ourselves feel good, right? Not for the man. Um, and so she likes to wear makeup every now and then. But even like she said, even with a little bit of makeup, she wants to be accepted by her mate, right? And I get that. So, so... I th and like he said, because I want to give him credit, he did say that he finds his wife attractive, right? So we want to make sure that we say that for the record and that he does feel that she is the kind of partner that he needs. She, he also said that he feels that they're a good match, that she's a great person, she's loving, all of this wonderful positive stuff that he finally said six to seven weeks later now. Um, so I think... If they can probably iron out some other issues, they might actually be able to make it. Morgan and Ben would have never been able to make it. There was just too much going on there. Alexis and Justin won't be able to make it. Just too much going on there, right? So that's what I mean. So we'll have to see what happens in these next last few episodes. But anyway, that's all I have on Kristen and Mitch. I think they'll be fine, um, but we shall see. <laughs> And also, now, most likely to save the planet uh, and class clown, obviously, was um, Mitch. All right. And um, if I'm not wrong, Christian, <laughs> she nominated herself um, or voted for herself, excuse me, as far as most likely to get divorced a couple of times or something. I can't remember, but she is so silly. Uh, we're going to go ahead and close this out now with Stasia and Nate. All right, we're at the end <laughs> of my first episode. We're nearly at the end. It'll be done in a few minutes, though. But we are here with Stasia and Nate. And, and I was just saying to myself, there isn't really much here. <laughs> so anyway, we have Stasia and Nate, and I have really enjoyed them with their ups and downs. I guess I'll just say real quickly. So some of the issues that I had with Stasia earlier on, since I am doing this, starting this podcast at the end season but nonetheless um yeah I was kind of wondering about I was nervous about Nate at the beginning I really did think that they're a beautiful couple together and they still are a beautiful couple together um they both want to be this power couple I think they can be that uh are they both attracted to each other yes do they both like each other yes uh now some concerns I was initially kind of concerned with Stasia a few weeks back because I felt that there's a timetable that she goes by in her head when in relationships or 
or when dating, I guess, which is why she's been single for two years is because if the guy isn't there at week one or week three or, you know, week two or five about this or that, about their feelings towards her or if they want to be in a committed relationship with her or if they know they want to have kids and want to be whatever it is, if they don't have their mind set on those things and can't give her the answer that she's that she wants to hear, then she checks out. Um, the dynamics of the show that she's on, she can't check out. So, which is interesting because she probably would have checked out a long time ago with Nate because Nate's thing is, okay, I like you, I'm feeling you, but I've also never told anybody I love them before, okay? And at the same time, this whole life that you're bringing me into can be a little bit intimidating for someone like myself, right? He's just a day trader. I'm not saying just, but he's a day trader. And he makes 140000 if I'm not wrong, compared to her 450 or something thousand a year. So there's a lot there. And as a man, he wants to feel that he's coming into this relationship with something. He's bringing something, not just taking or eating off of her. But he wants to feel that he's contributing to her life, her livelihood. And therefore, together, they're growing and can become this power couple. You know, he, of course, is sexually attracted to her. But he knows it's going to be more than just sex that is needed for this to work. And his issue is that Stasia won't let him get there at her, his own time. Like I said, it appears that they're working through some things. So I'm glad that we're finally here. But I just wanted to kind of go back and just give my intake on their relationship. But um, they are good together. I really do like the two of them together. I just wanted Stasia to work on a few things um, for the betterment um, of their relationship and um, and then for Nate to be able to feel comfortable that he can come into his own um, on his own timetable. Now, was he tripping? Was it last week or the week before when he was when he had an issue with the fact that she came out and said that she had cheated? You know, yes, he was wrong for that. Um, you know, that was 10 years ago, my dude. I like, why are you? And I and I'm and Stasha was right to say, you know what, I'm not going to share anything else about that. So anyway, I don't want to go too far back, but there wasn't really much here. <laughs> uh, they opened up with them, you know, um, back from the I believe they went to the pleasure store or sex store, whatever you want to call it, and they had picked up some edible panties. There was a paddle um, and the pleasure panties. Uh, so they had those, and again, there isn't really much here. I can't even remember if they even had a couple's getaway. But anyway, they had fun. They, you know, they went to the house. Stasia loved the house. She thought it was just, you know, she thought it was beautiful. Um, definitely right up her alley. Um, Nate loved the house, too. Uh, they danced. They looked cute. She looked really nice in that white dress that she had on. Uh, and he was all dressed in black, right? I think he had on a black shirt or turtleneck or something with black jacket and pants um he did win the best dancer award um and she won best all around and it was funny because she won best all around and then right after that that's when they oh that was shade <laughs> and that's when they gave alexis the <laughs> the most gossip or best gossip or whatever it was um so that was interesting best all around and then best all gossip so you had that going on. Um, there wasn't really, I can't even remember what their, their, their couple getaway thing was, if they even had one. 
uh, you just really didn't see a lot of them other than them spending time with the other couples. And that was it. Um, this was a very Lindy and Miguel heavy episode and then backed up by Mitch and Christian. Uh, but nonetheless, um, they did, I mentioned earlier already when we were talking about Lindy and Miguel, how they went over to visit them and they brought over the um, swing. Uh, and then we have here finally just to close them out at the dinner party where, um, you know, she decides to wear the vibrating panties and uh, um, Nate's going to have the remote control. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so she's swarming in her seat this whole time and um, she just can't sit still. We heard the buzzing. Now, during the after party, they said, Alexis said she did, because Alexis called it out. She said, do you have a vibrating panty on? But during the after party, she said, no, you couldn't hear the buzzing. So I was thinking, okay, well, how did you, so it was either one of two things. Either Alexis picked up on that because of all of the swarming she was doing with her, you know, her, you know, lower body and her hip. So she's figuring, then, you know, with her make groaning and making the faces and not being able to focus on, everything else that was going on at the dinner table, she probably kind of came to that conclusion. Um, also, if the buzzing that we heard, maybe, you know, that was something that, you know, production did um, just for us to hear, because they will sometimes do that on Big Brother, add these sound effects, so maybe that could have been the other thing, but nonetheless. Um, and I think also Mitch, right? Mitch said he didn't hear any buzzing. I don't know where I heard, where I heard that from, but anyway, nonetheless. Um, so she runs off eventually after Alexis called it out and she runs out she says excuse me and she just had to get to the bathroom <laughs> and of course um Nate follows her he had to go handle that <laughs> but that was really it with Stasia and Nate uh I'm trying to remember uh, just to close this out I know there was the next on and I'm trying to remember I didn't take notes on it but I remember uh Justin uh, his dog comes home, I believe comes home, right? Because he was in the apartment. And then Justin told his friend that he had to make some difficult decision. I'm not sure what that was about. And uh, was there anything? And Oh, and Lindy and Miguel were having another, it looks like they were working out the issues from the getaway and they were coming to a peaceful place. But then in another scene, you see her, almost like she thinks it's a threat to him to say, well, you know, I don't have to take your last name. Like, I'm totally fine, you know, being her maiden name, um, keeping her maiden name. And he was like, fine, I think you should just go ahead and just do that. And then that kind of took her, took her back. So he knows now what he can do to trigger back at her because she knows how to trigger him now. Like, she knows that his thing has been, I want you to take my last name. So she thought that she was doing something when she said, you know what, I may just remain who I am with my maiden name. And now that he's no longer begging her to take his last name, he's like, you know what, you might want to just do that. Maybe that is best after all. And so now she's taking the bag. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? That's not what you were supposed to say. <laughs> so anyway, I found that interesting. Um, I don't remember what the deal was with Stasia and Nate. And I feel like I'm leaving somebody. Oh, and Mitch. Oh, some, the only thing I remember about Mitch was, and and Christian, was something about on the beach and then he didn't have his, his ring on. And then so she asked him where his ring was and he said, oh, it's in my pocket. And 
so I, I really didn't understand what was going on there. But anyway, so we'll see what happens um, on the next episode. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. I do want to say thank you. I was all over the place. <laughs> I'm new to this. My first podcast um, coming in at season 14. I hope I didn't scare you guys off. Um, please come back and listen to uh, the next episode. I will have episode 15 uh, up sometimes probably closer to the weekend next week and then like I said I also will cover you know the rest of the episodes for the season I believe if I'm not wrong I heard that the next season will be married at first sight Tennessee um I believe that's what I heard I hope that's right so we'll see but I do want to take a second just to thank you guys and thank everyone for taking the time to listen to my first uh, episode. I know, again, it's coming in at the end, but, you know, come back next week. Let's do this again as we recap and review and discuss uh, Married to First Sight episode 15. All right. So I talk to you guys then and have a great day. Bye.